relationship with God, I've kind of transferred that over where it's like, if I mess up in any way, 
you know, God's upset at me, and it's going to take for me to work it up for him to be happy with me again. And it's only natural to feel that way, but you have to get rid of that mentality because God doesn't work that way. All right, his love is unconditional, and the minute that we can come to him and say, I'm sorry for my sins, that's done and over with. The Bible says that he doesn't remember our sins. It's as far as the east is from the west. Come on, stretch out. Our God won't remember our sins. So I want that mentality to leave this room, okay? To, to get that mentality that God's mad at you because he's not. He's right there next to you. If he is your refuge, you are his child. Amen? It says, all right, so I want to show you, um, I want to point this out as well, that God's people are going to go through trying times. God's people, we are not promised um, just the perfect joyride. It's just I wish we could say that was true, but it's not. And we ourselves will go through trying times, as you've seen throughout the scriptures and the gospels. You know, even Jesus had tough times, but we can walk with Christ, amen? We can run to him, and, and God Almighty can be, can be our refuge. The fourth thing I want to point out is the writer calls on the God of Jacob. Why would he do so? Why would he call on the God of his forefathers? Because he is acknowledging God, if you did this to my forefathers, if you've been faithful to them, you will do so again. All right? God is the same yesterday, today, and, and forevermore. He never changes. So he's acknowledging, hey, you are the God of Jacob. You did this then, and you're going to do it again. And he's, he's standing upon that, upon that memory of what God has done. So in this place tonight, I want you to have in mind whatever it is that you need prayer for. And I want you, you know, to stop thinking of those little voices that say it can't be possible for God to break me free from this. It can't be possible. But, I, you know, I want you to stop that cycle of thinking, and I want you to begin to meditate on what God has done in your life already. I want you to meditate on the blessings that he's given you because the enemy would want you to meditate on what God cannot do or what he isn't doing. Why hasn't God done it already? Why hasn't God healed me already? Why, why hasn't God, you know, fixed my family already and so forth? But I want you to focus on what God has done. I remember being in a winter retreat, and I just felt so dry. You've ever been in, in a worship where you just feel like you can't press in? And I felt, oh, everybody else was in the river, and everybody else was loving Jesus, and I'm like way over there. You know, and I have the mentality, God's mad at me, you know, because God was pruning me during the season, like, a lot, a lot, a lot. And I just felt so far away. And I began, I believe this is the Lord, I, I because he, I felt God's presence so strong, like never before. I began to meditate on the words that God had given me in the past and dreams that I felt the Lord had spoken to me of. And I tell you this joy that I have never felt in my life came up inside of me. And it wasn't somebody praying for me, and it wasn't somebody speaking the right words to me. It was God himself, because I began to meditate on the things of God and what he had shown me. So today, I want you to start thinking about those things. Amen? All right. And so the fifth thing is, <coughs> excuse me, be still and know that he is God. And that seems kind of crazy, seems crazy if you go back up here and it says in verse 2 well he says therefore we will not fear though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea this is like an earthquake being described though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging doesn't that seem like 
that would be the worst time to be still. It would be like, run for your life, right? Run for your life. But no, God says, be still. You know, again, maybe you can go back to the truth project, how, how in the natural here in this world, we always think the opposite. God would ask us to do the opposite of what we deem natural. Um, and so his truth, you know, being in his word tells us in times of chaos, just be still. In times of, of just hardships, be still. Amen? And, and so before I, I want to really emphasize that and be still that, no, I, that he is God. But I want to share with you the last thing I, I love out of this passage is that he says here, I will be exalted among the nations and I will be exalted in the earth. See, when we go through hardships and we are still and we know that he is God, he is glorified. He is exalted. Why? Because we can then point to what God has done and we can say, I didn't do that. I wasn't able to be still, but because of his presence, I was. And he showed me this and he led me through the way. And I was in the wilderness and I was in darkness or I was sick and he healed me. And we can give him glory. Amen? You know, like our sister Sarah just this past week shared a testimony of how she was finding herself in the wrong place and God led her and brought her. Why? Because now God's getting the glory. There's um, a story in the Bible about ten lepers who got healed. I can't remember exactly where it's at, but ten of them came and asked the Lord, you know, pray for me that I may be healed. And they all left. And how many came back? Just one came back to give glory to God, to give him thanks. You know, you did this for me. And, and that seems what happens to people, you know. They, they see a huge breakthrough in their life, or they feel God's presence, and God does all these amazing things. But they forget to give him glory. They forget to come and give him thanks and praise. But God says, no, 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 no. See, through all this, through this terrible times, yes, my name will be exalted. You know, his name will be exalted in the nations and, and in the earth. It's all, that's what it's all about. Think about your purpose in this life. God gives us so many blessings and so many opportunities to take part in amazing things, you know, as women, to give life. You know, it's so beautiful. But that's not the purpose of our life. The purpose of our life is to know him and to make him known. And and so I, I want you guys to turn because this passage should give us so much peace. Romans 8.31. And we can just put it up there. Romans 8.31. says, what then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? Amen? So if God is on our side and we're facing this, this storm, whatever it may be, storm with our, our spouses, storm with our children, storm just even battle within ourselves. If God is for us, there's nothing in this world that could come against us. Amen? And that, you know, that's kind of the, the, what I love about understanding that God is our refuge. Because if you're under your big daddy's arm and he's your refuge and your shelter, there's nothing that can come against you. It's like, you know, showing up to school and the bullies coming to get you. But then there's this big, bad brother behind you, you know, or like this daddy that's just, nobody's going to mess with you when you're with him. And so if God is for you, what could be against you? Amen. Keep that in your mind. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 5. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 5. And this just blessed me. 
just the other day. My, I'm first Corinthians, sorry. All right, it says, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. Somebody say the God of all comfort. It says, Who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. For just as the sufferings of Christ flow over into our lives, so also through Christ our comfort overflows. So you think, why, why has God chosen this life for me? Why am I going through this? Why does it seem like I just keep going through storm after storm? Guess what? Because through the pain that you have felt, maybe it's not as fun as you thought it would be, but there could be somebody right there in that same situation. And through that comfort that you've received from God, you can then go and share with somebody else that comfort you've received. Therefore, today, if we pray for you, and God, you feel that comfort come upon you, or even if it's just at the altar by yourself, and you feel that, you feel that breakthrough in whatever situation you feel you're, you're, you're facing. Uh, it's not just for yourself. It's to give them glory, and then it's to share with others that they may receive the same comfort. Amen? John 16, 33, Jesus then says to his disciples, In this life you will, trace, you will face trials of many kinds, but take heart, I have overcome the world. See, Jesus didn't lie to us. He didn't preach us a happy gospel where it's just like, oh, just come all. You know, I'm going to give you everything that you want. No, he told us straight up the truth. You're going to face trials, and it's going to be a lot of them. But you need to take heart because I have overcome. And if you walk with Christ, you have nothing to fear. Amen? All right. So number one, the first thing that we need to understand today, and I want you guys to really take, take note of this, it's coming from Psalm 46, is allow God to be your refuge. If, if you're not there, if you don't feel like you're, you're in his presence or you've allowed other things to be your refuge, then today just surrender it all to him. Allow him to be your refuge and nothing else. Don't let uh, your plan B be your mother. Don't let your, your plan B uh, be your bank account or anything else. Or, or just, this is what I'm going to do if this doesn't fall through. No, God is your refuge. He's who we run to. Amen? Number two, meditate on all that the Lord has done in your life. We're going to worship to a song as soon as we're done. Right now, right now, right now, this instant. We're going to worship to a song, and I want you, just for the first two minutes, I want you to just say them, just say them out loud to yourself. You know, God, thank you for, you know, when you saved me. Thank you for even, you know, just, just things that you know that you know. Thank you when I felt your presence in that church service. Thank you when I felt that release. Thank you. Just start thanking him, all right? Praising him with your mouth. Praising him and remembering things that he's done in your life, all right? And, and practice this even in your own home. Number three, we want to be still. doesn't mean not doing anything. doesn't mean be lazy. All right? Being still is like, I'm not going to do anything because God's in control. I don't have to pray. God already knows. I don't have to go to church because I'm being still, you know? No, that's not what it means. All right? Read Proverbs and it tells you what a, per a lazy person is all about. All right? It's being still. Actually, um, the Hebrew word, actually have it here. I found it kind of interesting. It means to sink. All right? Somebody say sink. Somebody say rafa. I'm saying it wrong. I know that I am. But being still means to sink down. 
It means to drop, it means to relax, and it means to withdraw, all right? So that's the definition of being still. And in this situation where you're going to be still and know that he is God, is it's letting go, it's surrendering to his will. Not necessarily being lazy, not meaning you're not going to pray, but it's saying, I'm going to pray, I'm going to love God, I'm going to worship him, but I'm going to surrender. I'm going to stop fighting for something that, God, I know that you've told me to let go of. I'm going to surrender to your will. You know, it, it's, it's a testimony that there are people who have diseases, who have cancers and have different things and say, you know what, it's God's will for my life, and they can still have that peace of God. There's this, there's this peace that you can receive from God that is just amazing, and it will carry you through anything. And that's what I want you guys and myself even to understand that, that there's a peace that only God can give. There is a peace that can surpass all understanding, and it's found in Christ. Amen? And so today, be still by sinking. Let me see you sink. You know, when I, when I sink, I feel like letting my hands go. Come on, Lauren, sink down to the bottom. You let your hands go. Think about a little kid. He's just done. He's just surrendered. He's done fighting you. All right? And so see that. Let's God, stop fighting him. You know, maybe he's telling you to do certain things. Maybe he's telling you to let go of something and just surrender to him tonight, you know. It goes a lot easier when we surrender to him than when we fight it. You know, we just prolong the time a little bit more, you know. I can use a lot of analogies with children, you know. It goes a lot easier when they just surrender, right, the minute you say something. And then you have to fight them and put them in time out, you know. So just think about it like that. Surrender tonight and know that he is God. Amen? And how are we going to know that he is God? You're going to understand who he is? Not just off of, you know, your own understanding, but off of the word of God. He is a just God. He is a powerful God. Amen. He is a righteous God. He's loving and compassionate, and he's slow to anger. Come on, start saying the names of God, just who he is and how the Bible describes him. You know, he's the bread of life. He's, he's living waters. He's going to satisfy that every need that we have. He's our savior. He's our rescuer. That's knowing God. Come on, just say them, you know, as we pray today. Know who he is. He's not that mean guy that's right there. Stop, get that mentality out of, out of the room. He's a loving God. Amen? If we can just stand up. Lawrence, if you could just play a song of worship right now. I want us just even for a minute, a minute and a half. You know, I want you to just begin to meditate on who God is and, and meditate on what he's done in your life. You know, you could even think back maybe that one time that, that you were so close in getting into a car accident and you know that you know that God is the one that protected you or something crazy happened and God took you out of that situation. He spared you. Think about that time he spoke to you, he gave you that word, or he gave you a dream, or you were reading his word, and the words just popped out and, and pierced your heart. Think about the time he used you as a tool in his hand to, to, to be a witness to others, as, as a tool to encourage somebody, as a tool to, to take them away from that path that they were not meant to be on. Thank you for that, Lord. We thank you in times that you showed up, dear God, so strong. 
in our worship services. We thank you for the times that, dear God, you've spoken to us, dear God, so intimately, Lord, in our prayer closet. We thank you for, for saving us, dear God, and we were all on paths that were not pleasing to you, God, but you saved us. You allowed your word to penetrate our hearts, dear God, and it produced a harvest in our lives. God, we thank you for that. We thank you for the forgiveness of sins, dear God, for not holding our sin against us. Hallelujah, Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, dear God, that, that you've put your, your spirit inside of us, dear God, that you've given us your word, and we are, are just jars of clay, dear God, with this precious treasure inside of us. We thank you, dear God, for choosing us. Oh, Lord, if you could just put it up a little bit more. For 30 more seconds. Just whatever it is that you need, whatever breakthrough you need, whatever uh, pain or, or healing in your body that you need, just bring it up to God right now. Whether it's big or it's little, come on, bring it to him right now out of your own mouth. Father, I ask for healing, dear God, in my body, in the name of Jesus. I command this chronic cough to leave in Jesus' name. Come on, just start declaring it over yourself. I declare worries to leave. I declare anxieties to leave in the name of Jesus. I declare attitudes to leave in the name of Jesus. God, we bring these things to you because we know that you care. God, we bring laziness to you. God, break us from these things, dear God, that hinder us. Lord, we need a miracle, dear God. We need a miracle. We need you to show up, God. There's some that are dry in here, Lord God. I pray that you would saturate each and every person with your spirit, dear God, tonight in the name of Jesus. I pray for a hunger to stir up in this room. I pray for a desperation, God. We come against religion in the name of Jesus. We come against just that spirit of laziness in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we come against the excuses in the name of Jesus, God. You are our God, and you are worthy to be praised and adored. You are worthy to be served, dear God. Lord, just be here right now, dear God, and let a breakthrough just fall upon your children, Lord. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. Sarah, I want you to stand up, please, if you want to just pray. 